Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the special radio show with Dr. Doug Thompson. With over 25 years' experience in state-of-the-art oral health, he's here with us talking about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. Dr. Thompson will tell us about where his research has led him with respect to avoiding these silent killers. He's joining us tonight in this rare opportunity to call in and speak with the doctor directly. So don't miss what Dr. Thompson has to say. And if you have a question for the doctor, we're inviting you to call at 800-859-0957. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to 760 WJR. Welcome to the special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, integrative oral health dentist from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here with us discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, the latest diagnostic tests in oral health care, and the importance of the connection between the mouth and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctor on the matters we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, always a pleasure having you back on air. There's so much to talk about, not only about your dental practice, which is a medical dental practice where you specialize in prevention, but tell the listeners, what else do you do? Yeah, thank you so much for the warm uh, introduction. Uh, There's no question that, you know, we're a regular, we're really a regular, not even regular, but we're a little bit of a unique uh, restorative dental practice. So, not only do we focus on health and wellness for our patients that are sitting in the chair, but, you know, patients come to us because they have appearance issues, they have um, issues with uh, crooked teeth, they have issues with teeth missing, they have issues with teeth that are severely worn down from bite disease, and these people need to be uh, re-restored. Well, one of the benefits and one of the advantages that we utilize in the practices. I was a crown and bridge technician. I worked for a de- in a dental lab uh, since I was about 17 years old. So for the first 12 years of my life, I built um, crowns and bridges, customized crowns and bridges for patients. And so we've got really uh, good. We got really good knowledge and uh, skills with ceramics and skills with uh, implants and different types of things that we would do to help restore people to full functional health. Now, functional health is really important because that means the teeth have to work, they have to look good, they have to fit right in the face. Um, But the other part that has to happen is we need to make sure that the foundation that we build those teeth on is healthy. And so I love to create beautiful smiles, but I want those people that we create those beautiful smiles for to be as healthy as they can be. And that's where the wellness piece kind of comes in. So we do do all of those traditional services and so don't ever overlook us. And, you know, a funny story, and it's not so funny because it it kind of reminds us how we have to remind our patient population what we do. But I had somebody who came in and I saw her on regular routine examination. I said, boy, your teeth look fantastic. What did you do? And she said, well, I bleached them. And I said, well, you know, we didn't bleach them. And she said, well, yeah, I went to a bleaching center and had them bleached. Well, I said, well, we do that. She says, well, I didn't know you did that. So right. the idea is we do get really caught up in and, uh, and I know this show is really focused on the medical side of the practice, but I do want our listening audience to know that we do full-service dentistry, and we're happy to take care of uh, people in that regard as well. I'll, I'll jump in there, not just to speak on top of you, but I know of a lot of people that will, and I want to emphasize the importance of the wellness inside the mouth before the cosmetics too, because I've known of a lot of people that will go to like a different country and get their whole mouth redone, and there's no analysis of what's going on 
underlying disease, what's going on with the gums. So that's an extremely important thing because, you know, you can go somewhere and get the cosmetics taken care of, but you're putting it on top of an unhealthy mouth. Yeah, no question. And I spent uh, literally an hour and a half with uh, one of our fellow WGR listeners today and who has spent thousands of dollars um, taking care of his mouth with, but things were put in and there's multiple infections and there's multiple issues. So uh, you're absolutely right, Siobhan. We have to really make sure that the foundation that we're building on is sound and solid. And um, you just, you know, because that now that issue, when you have a lot of infection and you have uh, poor foundation, that can totally affect uh, your systemic health and it can affect, affect your blood biomarkers. It can affect quite a few things. So we have the ability to determine Who's at risk for that? And if you're at risk for that, then we're going to launch into some medical testing to make sure that you're going to be safe. I just want to weigh in here a little bit because you did say, Dr. Thompson, you were talking about your experience in the clinic that you worked in when you were 17, building crowns and bridges. And I know that you mentioned on your Sunday show that people need to be aware of the ingredients that are going into those crowns and bridges. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, one of the things that happened uh, back in the maybe in the late 80s, was uh, we started to really rely on manufacturing from around the world. And some of the standards, and, you know, we have some of these themes about Buy American and, you know, you know whatever. You get the idea. I don't want to get into a political rant, but I, what I would say is that manufacturing standards need to be really high. And you need to use really high-quality uh, materials and equipment. And some, uh, when... Things happened back then. It opened the door for people to use uh, materials that were Substandard, cheaper, cheaper, easier to acquire, and it, it became very enticing because as insurance companies tightened up and re reimbursed less and less, it put pressure on dentists to to do things cheaper. So I can tell you, we went the other way. Uh, we went into a direction of uh, higher quality, better materials, and we only use the finest materials in our practice and. Uh, we can assure you of that, but that's a big problem in dentistry, and knowing, knowing where the stuff comes from. And you're doing what's best. But another question in that regard is using, the, uh, let's say, a substandard material in a, in a crown or a bridge, how does that affect the consumer or the patient? Do they wear down faster? Do they break? Do they all, erode? Do you have problems all, with all, them? All of the above. The ceramic debonds, the materials wear faster, uh, things break more, They're, the, the uh, look is typically not as nice. So there's a, a myriad of things, not to mention there can be some body contamination. One of our one of the things that we're very uh, cognizant of are pollutants that are in the body. So the big one in dentistry would be mercury. And so from amalgam fillings, well, we stopped placing amalgam fillings years and years ago. But the mm -hmm. idea is you, you do want to know what's in these materials and you don't want to buy materials from a substandard supplier. That's for sure. And it's good that you you are buying the, the appropriate uh, materials and the appropriate uh, with the appropriate ingredients because the, the consumer doesn't know. I mean, they go That's to their correct. dentist and they just trust the dentist. Correct. Let's come back and talk some more with Dr. Doug Thompson. You are listening to the T Dr. Thompson radio show and he is here tonight talking about the seriousness of undetected oral pathogens, which can be the root cause of many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You won't want to miss this opportunity to talk to the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR.
Welcome back to the Dr. Doug Thompson Live Medical Radio Show here on WJR. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with Dr. Thompson, General Dentist and Oral Health Specialist in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's with us discussing the latest diagnostic methods he uses to diagnose many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctor, please call us at 800 859 Dr. Thompson, you mentioned many things over the break, and we are on Facebook Live. If any, anybody cares to tune in to the, the Facebook part of the show, um, we'll come back and talk some more about the things we talked about on the break. But Siobhan, in the meantime, as a caller. Yeah, we do. We have Karen on the line in Northville. Karen, what's your question? Yes. First of all, thank you, Dr. Thompson, for what you do. Some wonderful. And that's, I, I just think that, Oral health is not something that people really think about. It's more cosmetic. And so thank you. Thank, you for, thank is, you for the kind comments, Karen. Go on with your question. I um, am an adult who, have, who has had TMJ problems her whole life, never orthodontia. And I recently finished a year of Invisalign, which is the brand name, with my dentist. And... Things are great, but my chiropractor said, how can you put plastic in your mouth every single day? And I'm very conscientious about my health, and it never dawned on me that it was something that could leach into my body. I don't have any amalgam fillings. I had those removed years ago, and now I'm a little bit freaked out. So I was wondering if you could speak about maybe the plastics in that and... That's it. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Karen. You know, the the uh, companies that are making these products and the plastic that's used in the, in the let's just say the aligner business, uh, I don't want to name any one company because there's several of them, but um, they're very cognizant of the pollutants that are in plastics, just like the companies that are making water bottles. You know, they're getting, they've gotten very, very savvy about BPA-free and uh, safe water bottles. And there was a big conflict about if your water bottle freezes or heats up in your car, should you drink the water? Because maybe there's something leaching out of the, out of the plastic, and it just hasn't proven to be true. So the idea is these plastics, even though they are plastics, um, they're made very safely. Uh, I believe that they're mostly pollutant-free and if they're, if they're made by a quality uh, company. So this is exactly what we were talking about on Facebook Live before we come back to this live issue is where do we where do dentists get their materials from? And it's incumbent on us to make sure that we use companies that provide materials that are safe for you. So I would really want to calm your fears about the plastic that has been used in that process. And that plastic's very sophisticated type plastic. It has memory. In other words, the computer generates where your tooth wants to go, and that plastic has to move your to- your teeth there. And that's just not some typical plastic. It's a very sophisticated process. It's very scientifically oriented, and I think it's very safe. So I would, I would just, you know, I would tell your, I would just suggest to your chiropractor if he wants to, he or she wants to do more research in that. That's great, but that's not your average plastic. I mean, that's a, that's a very sophisticated process. And there was a time when the aligner business, uh, the uh, plastic aligners that are used to organize the teeth, there was a time when we thought it was a joke. And uh, really, uh, today, it's amazing how many people can wear clear braces 
and move the teeth in a way that they used to do only with wires and metal braces. So it's really a gift, and I hope that the aesthetic outcome is what you were hoping for, and I would tell you not to worry. I don't think it affected your health in a negative way at all. Well, Karen, thanks for calling, and that was a wonderful answer you just gave that caller. Um, Coming back to some of the other things that you do in your office, let's come back and talk more about other than being a specialist in prevention, you're doing general dentistry, you're doing a lot of other things, and you're doing implants, and certainly we've talked about those. You're using the best materials, which is very, very important, and you also do cosmetic. So tell us a little bit about some of the other things you're doing in the office. We do. I mean, uh, the I do want to say one thing about the cosmetic component, and that is um, one of the populations that I think is really a little bit underserved by some parents are the teenage group that have either malformed, mal-shaped, or missing teeth. And I don't think we really understand or take serious uh, seriously enough the psychosocial pressure that's on some of these kids when they have to come to school with a flipper or they have to come to school, you know, that's a tooth that you can take out and show your friends and it's kind of cute in the locker room, but it's not so cute on a date. I'm glad so, you explained you know, what that was. Yeah, I yeah. wondered what you meant yeah, by a it's flipper. Not, it's not a dolphin. Okay. That, I was you know, thinking, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's maybe dates us a little bit, <laughs> but the, um, but the idea is this is not something that is, um, is really cute. And so it can really have a big social impact on acceptance and peer pressure. And we know a lot of our children are suffering right now from how they fit in. And and if you have issues with the teeth and issues with the way that he, even the color of the teeth, um, we can help with that. And that's a really big thing. So before we move on from cosmetics and aesthetics, I really want to make sure I emphasize the psychosocial impact on the children. Very important. And young adults. I think it's, a, a, you know, something that probably a lot of parents don't think about. You know, they just don't think about how important that is, that whole fitting in aspect. and the Well, parents think about the expense. And so well, that's, sure. right, parents think about the expense and sometimes that overrules what they can do. But I just want to make sure that we emphasize how critical it is because I have children and young adults that cry in my chair. And, and I have consultations often. Anybody's under 18, we need a parent to give consent and, uh, sometimes I have to take parents out of the room and say, you have no idea how much this is impacting your daughter or your son. And I, th- I want to make you aware because it's serious. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, it's a big responsibility, but I'm glad that you're taking that on your shoulders. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left before we go to break. What else are you specializing in your clinic that people may not know about? Yeah, the big thing that we're looking for, in addition to all the uh, way the teeth uh come together and fit in the function of the teeth so they work properly because you have to have great teeth to eat healthy foods. Um, but what we want to make sure is that there's no condition in the mouth, no oral condition in the mouth, whether it's sleep apnea, whether it's gum disease, whether it's cavities. We want to make sure there's no condition that contributes to whole body inflammation. And I studied a little bit of integrative medicine uh, some years ago. And Back in 2012 and 2011, the big buzzword was inflammation. Inflammation is known as the silent killer. Well, one of the things that causes tremendous amount of whole body inflammation is either a root tip infection. That would be an infection that would we would know commonly as like an abscess or a tooth that needs a root canal or a diseased tooth like that. A tooth end infection is seriously contributory to overall inflammation, but also gum disease is also very contributory and slow as sleep apnea. So a lot of our focus has been on tests or things we can recognize or things I can teach my team 
about that would identify areas where you might have excess inflammation that with only a, a, sh- a little bit of knowledge or even something relatively simple, we could extinguish. The idea is, you know, inflammation, we need to extinguish that and eliminate the body from inflammation because that's what ages us. You know, that's what ages us. So, Well, also talking about, you know, abscesses leading to inflammation or increasing inflammation in the body, what are the symptoms to the patient of the early beginning of an abscess? Do, you have, do they have to wait until they're in pain and therefore they're, they're in a mess? Or Yeah, it's often way too late by the time they wait. And as a matter of fact, one of our new patients today waited. He hadn't been to a dentist in 12 years. And so he started to have pain about a year ago, and now his tooth can barely be saved. It's going to be really, really hard. So the idea is you in dentistry, one of the difficult things for us as dental care providers is many of these diseases don't hurt. That's why you need screening. You need to be screened. Right. And I think every patient, every single patient should be screened and should be looked at very carefully. And that's why we do some basic even salivary testing on our new patients because we want to find out what is going on in the mouth that we can't see. Some of the stuff, Anne-Marie, we just can't see. And so we need, to, we, need to, we need to be able to look for it or test for it or survey for it. Many of our, many of our inquiry um, attempts start with some basic questions, and I'd love to talk about that after the break. We're definitely going to talk more about some of the diagnostic work you do on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Doug Thompson radio show where talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease and how it can prevent some of the major diseases of our time. If you have a question, you should call the doctor directly here at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't lose the opportunity to talk to the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the special edition of the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are talking with Dr. Thompson, dentist and pioneer in prevention from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here tonight explaining the medical diagnostic model he incorporates in his clinic to screen for many of the catastrophic diseases from cardiac disease to Alzheimer's, that through early detection can be prevented. If you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing tonight, please don't miss this chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, over the break and while we were on Facebook Live, we were talking about all of the other tests that you do. You were talking about inflammation. You were talking about abscesses leading to inflammation. I'd like to sort of switch over to cardiac disease since you are a specialist in prevention and the numbers speak for themselves about how many people die, drop dead from cardiac disease or they're labeled, they they have to suffer with it the rest of their lives. Now, let's talk about what you're doing with the sleep apnea test, which we know already is very seriously connected to cardiac disease. Yeah, well, a couple things, uh, Anne-Marie. One is not only the sleep apnea test, and I want to get to that, but the first thing that we look at is when we do thorough gum and bone exams on new patients, and this is literally happened today, we do a very thorough examination, a gum and bone examination, and if we have patients that have a lot of inflammation or they have, uh, uh, we call it suppuration, but pus, if you have like a little pimple, you know, you squeeze a pimple, white stuff comes out, if you have that around one of your teeth or one of your implants, um, we know that that's a, a, that's a major driver of inflammation. 
Dr. Thompson, I'm, excuse me, I, just before you go any further, yep. I, what, how do you do this gum and bone exam? It sounds interesting, but it sounds scary. Yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, and, and I don't want to intimidate anybody, but really it's done visually with our eyes. And then we take a small uh, calibrated uh, measuring instrument called a, a periodontal probe. And it's basically a tiny, small instrument about the size of a piece of thin spaghetti. And uh, we would take that and we would gently... Uh, insert it in the in the crevice between the tooth and the gum, and we measure that pocket. And what happens, we call that a pocket. And when we measure that, it's like an envelope. You know, you open the envelope and you put the little spaghetti in there, and depending upon how deep it goes into the envelope, it could be really... It could be really significant. And, and what I would like to your listening on, our listening audience to think about is it's a lot like different fish live at different depths in the ocean. You know, you don't expect a shark to be in three feet of water, but when you're in a lot deeper water, you could get some dangerous fish down there. Well, that's what happens around our teeth. If that area gets deep or that area gets, um, gets uh, deeper, it selects or it's a perfect environment for bad-acting bacteria to grow and bad-acting uh, things to grow. So we do this gum and bone exam, we measure all these pockets, and it becomes basically a graphic roadmap. It becomes a roadmap that we use, and we compare the, we compare the charts to each other over a series of time, and we can tell you if your disease is stable or if your disease is progressing. And what we want to do is make sure everybody's disease is stable. So to the earlier point, if you have this condition going on where you have these deeper pockets, it selects for the wrong kind of bacteria, And what do we know about those bacteria? It affects the biology or it affects the health of our blood vessel walls, our blood vessels. So just think if I put something in your body that made your blood vessels really stiff, what that would do is it would drive up your blood pressure. Because just like a garden hose, if a garden hose is really stiff, the blood pressure goes up high. But if the walls are really compliant and they stretch, then the force of that through the blood, through the vessel is going to be less. So when I see warning signs that somebody could have some of these things going on, the first thing I want to do is measure some of the cardiovascular measurables that could to tell me how healthy are your blood vessels? How, what, you know, what age are your blood vessels and what age are you? Is it the same or is it really different? And that's what you, know, you alluded on Facebook Live to a CIMT test. That CIMT stands for carotid intima media thickness tests, and we have, you know, people who can do that for us. So let's now go to sleep apnea. If you have sleep apnea, what happens is you stop breathing for more than 10 seconds multiple times per night, and you might not know that. You might not know that because you're sleeping. So your partner in bed may know that because they hear you gasp, they hear you choke, They hear you stop breathing. They might be concerned for you. They might hear you snoring. You might get an elbow in the ribs. I mean, there's different things that happen that could alert you. But how do we really know what's happening? Because there's several things that we could measure. So what we have in practice is a very simple wristwatch type device with a uh, finger probe that's very easy. That means you stick your finger into something uh, that measures the, the oxygen in your finger. And we get a very detailed report about snoring, about how long you stop breathing, how many times you stop breathing. And if you went into a pool and you dove deep into the deep section and you went down underwater and touched the bottom, you'll be surprised how desperate you are for air even after 10 seconds. Most sleep apneics stop breathing for 10 seconds multiple, multiple times at night. So your brain, while you're sleeping, says, 
Anne Marie, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it's, and it puts you into a different alert system and it's very stressful for your body and it drives up your blood pressure. It causes problems with your, with your cholesterol balance. It causes all kinds of medical problems. There's way, way too many. We could take five shows uh, to, to discuss all the things that it affects. So what's the important concept? Figure out who you are and figure out if you have that or not. And if you do have that, you can address it very simply with either an oral appliance. You can, if it's very, if it's very, very drastic, we can send you to a sleep specialist. There's different things we can do. The first thing is to be screened for it and identify for, uh, identify it. It's under $300. It's simple to do. You do it in the comfort of your own bed. You do not have to go to a hospital. And it's really, really revealing. Everybody should have that test. I think everyone should have it. You, that was a, a certain, a lot of information you gave in yeah. one minute. And I, I just want to go over some of the points that you made. I think that because cardiac disease is so prolific, it's so silent of a killer, so undetected until it's too late. And that's the reason why I say all the time, everybody should line up and get this test. That being said, not everybody's doing the type of take-home test that you do. Yours is certainly state-of-the-art. People don't have to go and spend the night in a clinic or in a bed with, you know, and deal with masks. Yours is certainly a much better way to go. And the other thing I want to throw in there is that a lot of people don't, you know, get the sleep apnea test because it's not covered by insurance. But my point is that doesn't matter. Your life is worth much more than the 200 and something dollars that you pay to do this take-home test. And because of the high numbers of people that do have a connection between, and it's proven that the connection between sleep apnea and cardiac disease is very high. And so everybody should line up and get this test. There's no question about it. And the biggest asset that all of us have, you know, we think it's our home and we think it's our bank account. Well, I can tell you <laughs> what it is. It's your ability to be healthy and go yeah. and, and go make a living and continue mm-hmm. to work and continue if you're in the working age. And if you're not in the working age and you've uh, prepared beautifully for yourself and you're in some of those years where you can work a little less and enjoy life a little bit more, you want to enjoy life. You want to be with your loved ones. You want to be with people you care about and you want to drive a car and eat. You know, so uh, we need to make sure that we have good cognition, we have good uh, good teeth and healthy teeth, and you want to look nice. So these are really important things, and um, being able to sleep well uh, totally, totally changes your health trajectory, and you shave years off your life if you're not sleeping well, and, uh, and you're not sleeping well because of some anatomical issue or some breathing issue at night. Well, certainly we tend to think of sleep apnea and cardiac disease as something that affects people that are beyond, let's say, their 20s or 30s. But I know that you've talked on other shows about the fact that there's pediatric sleep apnea. And who knew about that? There's no question that any child that's making sleeping sounds, gasping, wheezing, snoring, um, choking, uh, it's not cute. Uh, I sometimes on social media, someone will bring me a, a video of a child that's snoring and the parent thinks it's funny and they post it up on social media. I beg that parent to get that child some yeah. help. And uh and we make sure that we, you know we make sure that happens. We survey all the children uh, for issues in the practice because pediatric sleep apnea is serious because it's the beginning of the rest of your life. Yeah, and unfortunately, no one knows that it even exists. So, pay attention, listeners, to this if you have young children. We're going to take a brief break. In the meantime, you are listening to the Dr. Douglas Thompson Radio Show, and we are talking about oral health and disease prevention. 
If you have a question, you can reach the doctor and talk to him directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this chance to talk to the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the last segment of this special live edition of the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. We are here tonight talking with Dr. Thompson about his state-of-the-art clinic and his practice of prevention. This is our final segment, so if you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, just to clarify a little bit about the ease with which your apparatus is so much simpler uh, to to cure or to handle sleep apnea and patients that are diagnosed with it because so many patients don't know. They don't know about the connection between sleep apnea and cardiac disease. And then they also think as though there's only one alternative and that's to wear the mask, which is cumbersome and a lot of people don't follow through with it. Tell us a little bit about your apparatus. Yeah, the, um, the official name for the apparatus is called a MAD and MAD stands for, and it's a big word, it stands for Mandibular Advancement Device. But what that is, the, the mandible is your lower jaw. And if you ever think about it, you know, your lower jaw is the only one that moves. Your upper jaw doesn't move at all. So sometimes I'll tell patients to move their lower jaw and they start moving their head around. I go, no, just move the, just move the bottom one today for now. You know, the top one doesn't move. So what they do, so what happens is it's a device that, that, that has two pieces of, uh, a very healthy plastic, and again, I loved Karen's question uh, from Northville about the plastic quality. But the uh, it has two uh, pieces of plastic, and and there's some device. There's many different types of these, and we look at your anatomy, and we we make a decision about what type is going to be best for you. But it snaps on the top teeth, and it snaps on the bottom teeth, and there's some component of the. Uh, it could be an elastic band, it could be a fin, it could be a a piece of plastic, it could be something that causes your lower jaw to come a little bit more forward from where it would normally be if you were relaxed. And what happens when we sleep, we, we relax, the uh, tissue uh, as we age gets a little bit more flappy and flabby and, what, and then it blocks our airway at night. And so snoring is the first indication that there's some kind of blockage because that means there's very little space between the two pieces of tissue and the air is making the tissue flap around. And as that tissue flaps around, it gets to be less and less. It gets to be more and more elastic. So that means it sags more. And all of a sudden, it blocks the airway. So uh, this is why we used to think it was a disease of age. But now we have even children that have enlarged tonsils and have enlarged soft palates and have problems that causes snoring and sleeping sounds. And what ends up happening, Emery, when we go to sleep, our body relaxes, and then our airway gets blocked. And if our airway gets blocked, some you're either going to panic to reopen it. That's called gasping. And there's a book called Gasp. It's a fantastic book to read about, the, about this process. Or you're going to choke, or you're going to make some kind of sound that, you're, that somebody is going to hear and say, that's not normal. You know, that's not normal sleeping sounds. So these appliances move the jaw into a position that allows air to get through. And so if you tried to breathe through a coffee stirrer, you know, a coffee stirrer is just a really thin piece of plastic with a very, very small hole versus a really kind of bar straw, like even just a straw that has just a really small hole. 
about the size and diameter of a thick piece of spaghetti, the air that you get is totally different. So sometimes you don't have to move the jaw very far forward to make a huge difference in sleeping. And so that's the idea behind that. And we have these devices can be very therapeutic. And if you have somebody who's doing well with them, they will not let you have it for one night. They will not leave home without it. That's what you were saying over the break and when we were on Facebook yeah. is that you've got a patient that you wanted to clean the device and he refused no to way. give it back. They're not giving it back. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, well, that just goes to show you how much relief they perceive that they're getting from it. Oh, I have They become people, very dependent on it. I hope to bring one of my friends, Don, on who will give us a live testimonial. He said the first night he put his appliance in his mouth, he never slept like that. He never remembers sleeping like that ever. Wow. I can imagine. So, yeah. So and they're custom made so yeah, i mean very it's, custom made yeah so it's like it's not like you go out and buy one at the store i mean it's something no. that you have to be fitted for. for sure and being that it is custom made for you it's it's perfect because it's custom it's totally and custom. so and uh and i then, have patients that buy two of them because they, i was about ready to ask <laughs> yeah, you that because if the dog gets it or i was no i i thought about that yeah. i thought you know i can imagine that if i were going to get one of those i'd buy two in case you lost one <laughs> yeah. that's correct and also i think for traveling and going around i mean i don't know how people travel around with a big cpap machine and yeah. it just seems to me to be so archaic well it's not you know that that even that technology has gotten very sophisticated and quite comfortable for some people but you know we have to figure out what works and the idea is we don't want anybody walking around getting poor quality sleep, whether it's sleep hygiene, whether it's sleep apnea, whether it's, I mean, and there's other things, Anne-Marie, that we could talk about called upper airway resistance syndrome. That's a big syndrome for fit young females. We have people that we look at and say, oh, they must be healthy and they must, you know, breathe great. And they're suffocating at night. And it's really, it's really affecting their long-term health. It shaves years off their lives. Um, and because they're more prone to diabetes and cardiovascular disease and many, many different diseases, uh, aches and pains and fibromyalgia and anybody who's having chronic headaches or having uh, muscle aches and constant pain, uh, these people should all be evaluated. Airway and how they breathe is a very, very important component to all of these diseases. That's interesting. That reminds me of a friend that I have who has complained about chronic headaches and she said MRIs and all sorts of testing done and they find nothing. So I'd be curious to hear if she may have a sleep issue. Because... There's no question. It needs to be evaluated. Yeah. And I'm staring at Ashley right now. So <laughs> Ashley, uh, when are you lining up? You're, you're next. It's fine. I'm just, I know the that you're not on, you're not in the air, the, but I'm, I've got you, I got my eyes on yeah, you. So yeah. the listening audience can't see Ashley, but Ashley's usually taking the calls. So I, I appreciate that. She's here and we're steering her down. Because well, and we, speaking of calls, not to interrupt, but before we're out of time, we do have a caller that maybe okay, we can take fit it. in. So we have uh -huh. Eric and Milford on the line. Eric, what's your question? Yeah, doctor. Uh, question I have is several years ago, I had a sleep study and I, I hadn't started snoring until... I don't know, six or seven years ago, and I'm uh, 64 years old, and uh, anyway, uh, the sleep study that I had, I don't think really helped me very much, because I don't even think I slept, but they said that I had, that I went into REM sleep, and uh, I just, I was basically awake staring at the clock all night, but um, anyway, one of the things that I noticed is uh, that I just can hardly breathe through my nose when I'm laying when I'm laying down, especially if I'm on my right side with my right side of my face on my pillow. So what I did is I, I tried numerous uh, uh, dental uh, deals, okay? And the one, one of them that I tried brought the bottom jaw forward a little bit. But what I found is I found that was very painful for my jaw muscles, and I never got used to that one. 
And so I have stopped, finally, I've stopped using the, the dental uh, things and I started using the, like, kind of like a breathe right nose strip to open up my nostrils. And I'm breathing way better at night. And my, I'm still snoring a little bit, but not nearly as bad. Eric, I and got my your, wife obviously noticed it. Yep. I got your question. It's a great one. And I have about um, 50 Less seconds minute, to answer right? it. So minute. I can tell you that um, what you went through. Uh, your sleep device probably could be made a little bit more comfortable if you want to use that sleep device. But really what you're talking about, Eric, and the nature of this call is nasal breathing. And if you breathe through your nose and you can redirect the air through your nose, it's an amazing physiologic change for your body. You produce things that relax your blood vessels. You, I mean, there's numerous benefits, and there's a book called Close Your Mouth. And so we, we are a big proponent of lip sealing. Uh, you might know it as mouth taping. But uh, with only a short time to answer the question, uh, all of your listening audience should know it's one of our basic airway things that we go through first. We evaluate whether you can breathe through your nose. We want to encourage you to breathe through your nose at night and not through your mouth. We're the only mammals that open our mouths and breathe through our mouth at night. So it's a great question, Eric. We are big, strong proponents of nasal breathing. Very important. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR, sponsored by Integrative Oral Medicine. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Thompson for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive, and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed oral pathogens. Thanks also to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin. To learn more about Dr. Thompson's practice, you can reach him directly at 248-642-1000. Again, that's 248-642-1000 or by visiting him on the web at ioralmed.com. Again, that's I-O-R-A-L-M-E-D.com. We hope you enjoyed this special show and that you become more informed about oral health and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Good night, and thank you for listening. Be well. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those